When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And I'm going to wear a bib and we're just going to see where things go. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. So what are we starting the show with today? Reckless okay. speculation. Thanks, Manny. How much of it? A lot of... Whoa! Reckless speculation. Crazy, I know. It's crazy, I know. Wow. That's right. Uh, Michael Pineda. That was aggressive. Two years, $20 million back with the Minnesota Twins. Write that down. Predictions later on today. We'll get to some Viking stuff with them playing the Lions, but... Uh, I saw that news come across last night, and we will wrap with Roycey at the end of the show. And he is one of many people looking at the Twins and saying, why would you bring a guy back for two years, $20 million, for one year, $5, that put you in the predicament that he put the Twins in last year, which is suspended for the rest of the regular season and the postseason, and thus you have to start... Randy Dobnak, inexperienced rookie guy at Yankee Stadium. Uh, how do you guys feel about the Twins bringing Michael Pineda back two years, $20 million? I'm, I'm good with the guy that you're getting. I, I'm good with the role that you're asking that guy to fill. I just don't necessarily trust that that guy is going to be there for you for the long haul. He's now done stupid things on two occasions that have cost him and his team baseball games. He had globs, globs of pine tar on his neck and thought he was going to get away with that when he was with the Yankees, got caught, got suspended. Last year, I don't know why he was taking the diuretic. Those things are often taken to cover up PEDs, and that's why it's a banned substance by Major League Baseball. It's not hard to find out what the banned substances are or if what you're taking contains said banned substances. And yet there were the Twins in the postseason with only two starters. Didn't cost you the division, thank God. Yeah. You were able to make it to the finish line without Michael Pineda in the regular season. But it would have been really nice to have Michael Pineda in a playoff series. And he let you down because he did something dumb. Just flat out dumb. And twice now, he's done dumb things that are kind of easy to get away with if you really want to do them. But he just did them in such a dumb way that he cost himself and his team baseball games and I like to pay money to people I can rely on if I find myself in a situation where I have to hire people. 
I want people I can rely on who I know are going to be there and aren't going to do dumb stuff that's going to cost them and me success. If he's on the field, I really liked what you got from Michael Pineda last year. And not just the hot stretch. Take the whole sample size of his season. He had around a four ERA. I'll take that for my fourth or fifth starter. He just has to be the fourth or fifth starter. And if he can stay on the field, good deal. Actually, a a pretty good price. Kind of a bargain for that guy. If he can stay on the field. I just don't trust that he can stay on the field. That's the only thing that makes me think twice about this. So the Twins seem to be a very tolerant team, right? They they seem to do a very good job with their players. Rocco has his sort of zen-like ways. And and for the most part, I really I appreciate their approach. Because I think with baseball players or athletes, Phil, in 2019, for the most part, it makes lots of sense. I don't like this message, though. Because... Pardon my French. Michael Pineda pretty much screwed his team. He really did. And to all the things that Rami just said that he's right about, he really cost you dearly. And you know what? As far as if this was a star player, all right, let's say it's a star player and you're on the fence about it. I could be like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to plug my nose and re-sign this guy because he's a star player. Mm-hmm. But Michael Pineda is going to be, I believe, now, when, when he comes back from suspension sometime in May, the fourth guy in the rotation. I can go out and find that guy. I don't like this tolerance. I don't like this message because, to me, it says, you bleeped us and we'll still bring you back. And and it wasn't a mistake. I'm, not, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's it's on a list. All you had to do was find out, can I ingest this? And some, And if you had called the Twins... I'm sure they've got a doctor or trainer on staff. You who, can literally who turn. Said, you can yes. turn it into the team. So it's not a mistake. Like if you don't trust the label, yeah. you can literally yeah. turn it into the team yeah. and say, "Hey, can we have this tested?" So and they will do that. So it's not a mistake. You screwed up, and then because of that, it cost your team dearly. And you could probably make a pretty good case that if he had been eligible to pitch, the, the I'm not saying that they would have beat the Yankees, but the playoff series might have been more competitive than it was. So all yeah. those things put together. I don't like the message here. I would have said, I'm going to find me the next Michael Pineda who I can rely on more than I could the previous one. So here's the thing, though. You say the next Michael Pineda. Mm -hmm. Michael Pineda is a really good pitcher. And he showed that with the Twins last year, and and so let's 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 parse some of this apart. Because some people might say, well, yeah, he's a really good pitcher because he was on roids, right? Well, if you believe Michael Pineda and the Twins stand behind him, he wasn't using it as a masking agent. He was using it because he's you know, he wants to lose a couple pounds. He's he's a big guy. I don't know. I don't have any more information. By the way, that's not real weight loss. Like you're not it's water weight. You're not burning any calories. <laughs> right. You're just it's like your foot it's like your football. Yeah, it's like exactly. your football player. Yeah. <laughs> Rami's like as a guy who uses a diuretic <laughs> three times a day, right? Not for weight loss though. I just but, but I think, like, think I think there's two different there's two different ways to look at this. Uh, there's the performance path, which I'll get to in a second. But then there's the the path that Judd's going down here, which is uh, he he screwed the team, or he's a he's a bad guy, or whatever, and I, and so let's let's deal with that bin first. I'm not even saying bad guy, just kind of dumb. Like okay. not not even a, I wouldn't even say he's a dumb guy. He's done dumb stuff on multiple occasions. He has that have cost him and his team. He definitely has. Uh, there's an aloofness there at minimum. Is it fair to say that yes. with Michael Pineda? There's an, there's an aloofness and a willingness. Uh, and this is what I've been ripping him for since since he got suspended. There's definitely an aloofness that has cost his team 
uh, or just like a brashness. Oh, I'm going to put pine tar visibly on my neck because I'm not going to get caught. Um, at that's at worst, at or at, that's at best. At worst, he's a cheater, right? He's mm-hmm. he's a cheater who puts too much pine tar on, or he, he takes illegal substances and tries to cover them up. But in terms of would you want him back in the clubhouse? Okay. Well, did he assault anyone? Is it domestic violence or anything like? Is it a Ray Rice situation or a you know a Kareem Hunt situation? No, it is not any of those things. So uh, he didn't commit a felony of any kind. Um, okay, so let's 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 not let's not treat That's not him a real great like a bar, pariah. Though. Okay, I'm just saying like That's some not people a great are, bar. No, some people treat corner cutting in sports like Ray Rice in an elevator, and I just want to separate those two things because I have seen those opinions pop up. Like, you can't bring back a cheater. Like, well, wait a second. Okay, there's there's a gray area here, and he is claiming very firmly that he is standing on the right side, the oblivious side of this, not the malicious side of this, okay? So I'm saying on the do you bring him back out of principle, I don't have a problem with it if the Twins don't have a problem with it and if the clubhouse doesn't have a problem with it. Now, if they didn't go around and act, like, to where all side with Judd is, you got to go ask your guys, hey, he left us out to dry last year. If we bring him back, are you cool with it? If they didn't consult players in that clubhouse or leaders in that clubhouse, I'd have I'd have a problem with it. And we don't know. We don't know right now. But and I'm not in any way putting these things on the same level. When you talk about Ray Rice, Kareem Hunt, those types of things compared to cheating in sports, obviously not on the same level. But at the end of the day, whether I'm your coworker or I'm your boss, I want to know I can count on you to be there. And and put in an honest day's work. You know what I mean? Regardless of the reason that stops you from doing this, sure. regardless of the severity or the seriousness of whatever you committed, whatever whatever wrong you committed, whatever the seriousness of it, are you there next to me every day when it's time to go to work? That's what I want to know. And I don't if and if I'm the twins and I'm signing that and I'm handing him that contract, or if I'm a teammate who's in the locker room with him, I don't necessarily know that. I don't know if he's not going to do something else dumb that's going to cost him and me games. I just don't know. Can you rely on him? Can you say 100% you can rely on Michael Pineda? You can't. Thank you, you can't. And that's where we segue into the second part of this, which okay. is the talent-to-baggage ratio. Okay, That's what we're talking about yes. here. How reliable are you versus how good are you? Yeah, the question is, are you a star? Because if you're because if you're a star, a you might do this. Scale. But star, like he's not a star. No, but is right. he? But he, but he. But here's I'm going to bring some data to the table here. Okay, Michael Pineda in 2019, among all major league starters, ranked 37th in wins above replacement as a starting pitcher. So he was one of the 37, and, and let's you know, let's say that let's just give and take, and then say one of the top 50. Okay, let's say you disagree and say there's no way that guy's one of the top. Like, he's not a number one or number two starter, Cowards, but let's say he's one of the top 50 starters in baseball. That's like, you want guys on that list. You, I think Barrios is on that list. Oda Rizzi's on that list. And according to this metric, he's one of the top 40 or 50 starting pitchers in baseball last year. Mm-hmm. And you're only paying $10 million a year for him. That's, that's a pretty good bargain. If you can live with the fact that can you, he isn't the most reliable and he might do something stupid. Can you prove to me that he wasn't, though, actually cheating and therefore got a boost from his I cheating? Cannot. And that's the problem. It's yeah. so reckless. And he is, he is, his, um, his past has enough reckless incidents where I don't believe him. So when he says, I was just trying to lose weight. Well, okay. Yeah. Cause that makes sense. But I'm also, not positive, I'm not being duped, and if I'm duped, I just gave you a contract, 
that I can't void on you. But if you're... So that, that's my... This all goes down the path of my concern. But if you trust him, and again, I'm not dismissing anything you guys are saying in but terms of reliability. Him, that's my question. Yeah, how but, do you trust him? Why would you trust him? He's completely well, untrustworthy. We, we, we can't trust him because we don't have as much information. We're not around him. But the but but, but like the hope here would be for Twins fans that Derek Falvey and Thad Levine know enough about the situation to bring him back into the mix and that he's going to perform at a similar level, which, by the way, if he does, it's a huge bargain to get that guy for $10 million a year. I mean, I would argue that Zach Wheeler for $26 million a year versus Michael Pineda, if he's going to be the same guy performance-wise that he was last year, that you'd rather have a Michael Pineda for 10 and then go get like Madison Bumgarner on top of it, which they could still do, by the way. It's uh, just saying, you, Oh, yeah. That's, just saying, that's like, not... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's not dead. This does this does nothing for me. This fills the fourth spot. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. I'm this is... this. What has happened in the past two days with the ball club here is all about filling in basically way deeper roster gaps. Like, this is no in no way, shape, or form. Pineda coming back now, now goes, unsigned guy, right? Atop the rotation. Uh, Barrios, Odorizzi... Pineda in May, and then take your pick. Uh, Dobnak, Dobnak or right. whoever the... Yeah. Right. But yeah, no, this is, this is only the fourth spot. That's all this is. It better be. I mean, yeah, we're not talking about I hope you're not, anything to fill any uh, really important spot. I hope you're not counting on Michael Pineda to be more than a fourth starter next year. That better not I'm be the you. case. That can't be the case, right? No, he's your number... He should be number four starter. Okay. And but the Bumgarner conversation, all of that is still, I would hope, very much alive and well. And if you look around right now, the Twins, you know, the, I don't know how much money they have budgeted to spend, but you know, in theory, they could get up to like a one hundred forty million dollar payroll and still not even be in the top fourteen or fifteen, just based on last year's opening day payrolls. And they've got three outfielders. Now they might make some trades here. There, I think there's going to be a lot of action. So I think the Twins make a trade still. I think they sign somebody still. But right now, if you look at the way they, their bullpen. Pretty set, like you could add a Sergio Romo, but they've they've got a lot of guys in that bullpen. Again, I'm not saying that they're completely set, but you got key pieces. You got your Taylor Rogers, uh, you got your Tyler Duffy, you got a couple other guys that are interesting, like Bruce Dargratterall. You got your Trevor May in there. Your rotation, you got a Barrios, an Odo, a Pineda, a number five starter, number one or number two starter spot open. But Sano's probably going to play first base. Luis. Arise is going to play second base. Wait till we get to the backup Jorge catcher. Jorge Polanco. Fella. Wait till we get to the backup catcher. Oh, wait, I'm still in form. I haven't Alex done that in a while. I was on the ball there. That's a Luis Arise. Oh, no, that was very good. Thank I expected you. it. I'm sorry. I expected you, that from you. They they basically need, they probably need another first or a third baseman, uh, although you could put you could put Marwin Gonzalez, but I think you know, bring in someone impactful. But right now, my sole focus would be overpaying for Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. Go overpay for Mad Bum. You got you got your Pineda. You got, or Garrett you, you, Cole or Steven Strasburg. Yeah. <laughs> Go in like, how good would you guys I feel? I am high, man. What are you? Kanye said, shoot for the stars. You might land on the clouds. All right? <laughs> the great philosopher Kanye West. He is. He is yes. quite the great philosopher. <laughs> but, like, haven't they? It, doesn't it seem like they've sort of put themselves in a spot at the winter meetings? Like, let's, hey, let's let's clear out this other stuff. Like, let's 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 clean out the cupboards a little bit here. Let's make sure that we've got our mid-rotation set. Yeah. It feels to me like they're setting up to do something big still, Madison Bumgarner or a big trade of some kind. What, am I off on that? No, I think you're exactly they, right. I hope. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I hope you're right. I'm, I hope to God that what you're saying is how they're thinking. 
as long as thing. as long as these aren't just reports from uh, people who are in the pockets of the cheap poll ads, it seems like they are in on the guys that Twins fans and we here want them to be in on. Like we wanted them to be in on Zach Wheeler. I feel like they made a legitimate effort to sign Zach Wheeler. All indications, all reports that you read about Madison Bumgarner is that the Twins are one of three, four, five teams that are interested in him. That list seems to grow or shrink just about every day based on what rumors you believe. So they're trying to make a bigger splash than Michael Pineda and 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 add to this team and give them a better chance to win a World Series. But I don't know if people are going to be pleased with trying. If they lose in the bidding for Madison Bumgarner, whoever else it might be that they try to go and get to bolster this team. If we're looking at many of the same faces next year, including Michael Pineda, I don't think Twins fans are going to be satisfied or really all that excited about next baseball season. Do you guys think that if they don't get Mad Bum and and they come away or they come home next week, basically nothing has transpired as far as signing a big name pitcher? Do you think at some point in time that they are prepared to say we didn't want to do this? It was certainly not option one, but we will go into that into that uh, system of prospects. And trade a top one for a, pit, for mean, a starting pitcher. You mean like this off season? Yeah. So I'm say, I'm saying if Mad Bum goes, let's say he goes, I don't know where to Rami's Cardinals. Let's say he goes to the Cardinals. Ugh. Sorry about that. Sorry. And so he's gone now, okay, and Ryu goes, goes some somewhere else. And so now the market's to that next bin, which is not that attractive. That they would reach into the Lewis Kirilov that bin at least. It might not be one of those guys, but let's say it's that bin and say. We don't want to do this now, but we have to and go and try and pursue a top line starter. Actually, can I? Uh, I'm, I, wasn't, you know I wasn't going to do this, but reckless speculation. Uh-oh. I got to find a text here from our buddy Jake DePew, who also writes about the Twins for ScoreNorth.com and the ScoreNorth mobile app. Did he text you this last night too? Downtown. I thought you were going to cite us. I thought you had something from us. No, I have no sourcing. This is complete <laughs> reckless speculation. It wouldn't be that reckless if he had sources. Oh, it could be still. That's okay. No, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think I saw this. All right, here's the. This is just. This is irresponsible. This is completely irresponsible. Does Jake know you're about to read his text on the air? Play the, have, car, play the car crashing then too. You want reckless speculation? You know this thing happen. How about reckless trade speculation? Our buddy Jake DePew, formerly uh, at Curse of Punto on Twitter, now just Jake DePew on Twitter. I think he should go back to Curse of Punto, quite frankly. Why did you change it? And what does Curse of Punto mean? Nick Punto. The Curse of Nick Punto. Ah, okay. I thought you said cursive. Oh. Like cursive writing. Punto. Cursive right. Punto. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> elegant, elegant handwriting. He always Jake slid Punto. into first base and then would sign the bag. <laughs> All right. All yeah. right. Would you? Before I throw this out there, would you guys agree that the Twins can win the World Series this season if they bolster their team in the right way? That yes. they've got the core and the nucleus yeah, to yeah. win the World Series. Agreed. Okay? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. We'll buy uh-huh. All right. Uh, if they added one of the best position players and one of the best starting pitchers in Major League Baseball to what they have right now, mm-hmm. so they added a number one starter and they added one of the top three position players in baseball to I'm this li- team. I'm, I'm listening. What would that do for their team? Would it? Would it? Make them favorites. I think it makes. I think it it puts them in. I don't think people looked at them on the same level as the the Yankees last year or the Astros. Okay. I think if they do something like that, they are viewed in the same class as teams like Wait, that. Okay, I'm going to keep inching the ball forward here. Right. Would you trade four of your top ten prospects to get two players like that without any assurance? Without get, any assurance that me, they're here long term? Can you give me approximate ages of of these gentlemen? One of them's 26. The other one's 33. I know who you're talking about. 
I've figured it out. I've cracked this code. Would you trade? Can I guess the two players you're trading for? Yeah. Mookie Betts and David Price. No. Oh. Although we Chris could do Sale? that next year. Chris Sale, Mookie Betts? <laughs> Francisco Lindor and Corey Kluber. Would you? Whoa! Whoa! Reckless speculation. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> Dude, they want they want the Indians. On, the, the Indians wanted to bail last winter. Judge laying down. They <laughs> just died. I'm fifty. He just put his hands across his chest Judge like he was in the casket. So far from that mic, he almost went out of the room. Wow! I never saw the Indians coming. Okay, the Not Indians. In conversation. The Indians wanted oh. to bail a year ago. They wanted to bail a year ago. Yeah. And and they were even they were teetering on the verge, and then they got kind of hot, and they had a couple young pitchers come up. Justin Bieber's cousin came up and threw pretty well for a couple weeks, and so they stayed in the race. They were the hottest team in they stayed in the race, but they want they want to bail so bad they don't want to pay Francisco Lindor. I think the Twins should, by the way. But oh, if I got would you trade oh. Royce Lewis, Alex Kirilov, and then like two of your like uh, Belazovic and Yon Duran, so two of your top three pitching prospects. To go all what? in right now. I know there's Francisco Lindor. There's two more years Kluber. of contractual control on Lindor, right? I believe so. What about uh, Kluber? Do we know his contract Kluber, situation? One more year left for Kluber, and he was banged up last because time. because I could tell you guys definitively that if Rami had been right there with his guess, I wouldn't make that trade because Betts is going to walk for sure, and David Price or Sale at this point in time. I like him, but I don't love him. By the way, you could offer but, Francisco Lindor $250 million on an extension, too, now that the cheap pullheads would but, consider such a thing. But this? I got to think about this. Reckless speculation. Two years of Francisco it's Lindor. It's enticing. And Francisco Lindor, by the way, during those two years before he oh. becomes a free agent, he only he only made $10 million. He's going to make like $15 and $20 million next year. the Indians make that deal in the division? Yes. So you think 100%. they just you think they want prospects and that they're just out now? If they're you, not. A- if you gave them four of your top ten prospects, including one of the you, a number one overall pick and Alex Kirilov, okay. they would one hundred percent pull the trigger on this. Phil, what do you think? Give me your best evaluation and guess about what the top two of those four prospects turn into. How good are Lewis and Kirilov? Do you think ultimately, like if they pan out? Yeah, they're two of the best. I mean. Their franchise, but I mean, do players. you think do you think it's a given they're going to pan out? Obviously, a lot of guys don't pan out. Some do pan out. I think, I'm trying to get a read on because we're always we always immediately like, oh, you can't trade uh, those guys. You, Royce Lewis had a crappy year last year, and then he became then he was like the MVP of the fall league. So played center field and played some center field. So Royce Lewis plays premium position, center field and shortstop. He's a number one overall pick. So you look at his profile, and he's one of the most like leadershipy type players at that age that you're ever going to find. And I think the chances so of the chances of Royce hmm. Lewis not becoming an all star caliber player are pretty low. So right. you'd have to that's the problem with these trades. Like you gotta just be free of when you trade those prospects, you can't care. You can't care. They just Rami Rami's been a Cubs fan his whole life. Glaber, Cubs, I hope Glaber Torres has a great career. I root for the you guy. You can't care. Go get it. Hold on a second here. I gotta do this. So you're talking. I think Judd Jud needs a timeout over here. Kluber. Judd needs a cigarette out here. He's yeah. not, he wasn't ready for this. Sweating no, I wasn't at all. God, man. Kluber, Barrios, By the way, Odorizzi. I try, what I would try to do is I would try to. I, I would try to just sign. I'd try to sign Madison Bumgarner, and so I don't have. Corey Kluber's 33. So I'd tell the Indians if this, if this conversation popped up, I'd say, listen, oof, this is a lot, okay? We want Francisco Lindor. We're okay. We don't need Corey Kluber. 
We're gonna we're gonna go sign Madison Bumgarner, or we're gonna figure that part out later. So take one, take at least one of these prospects off. We'll give you Royce Lewis and a and a pitcher. Would you give up Royce Lewis and one of your then like your top pitching prospect? For Francisco, two years of Francisco Lindor. Yes, yeah, I do one hundred at the age of, at yes. the age of twenty six right now. And, two years. and if he likes, and if I'm willing to pay him, he'll probably stay here. Yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even think about it for that long. To be honest with you, I love the guy. They just need a nudge, man. They want they want to do it so bad. The Indians aren't going to pay him. No, they want to trade him. This is the, this is the winter they want to. They've trade been him. trying to trade him to Dodgers, right? Make it happen. Step in. Isn't this fun? This is great. The winter meetings start on Sunday night. It's going to be in a bathrobe. Okay, just but refreshing MLB trade rumors Twitter though. feed. What? Yes, in a bathrobe, unbuttoned, uncomfortably oh. low, Jonathan, oh. with the lights dim and a cocktail. It's Boogie Nights, man. It's it's the scene in Boogie Nights. He's he's going to have the firecrackers. I was going to ask if there's anything under the robe, but I don't want the answer to that. Just my belly and some Johnny Walker, oh, Rami. It's disturbing. It's Boogie Nights. No, the firecrackers going. Sister Christian playing. Reckless speculation. I want to go back to the trade for a second here. Thank you. I'm still intrigued. I just lost interest in baseball. <laughs> really? That pushes you I mean, yeah. over the edge? Yeah. Yes. Yep. The man's been talking about be- being in a robe every day I but work I with him for the most part. I didn't know that it was just the robe. Well, what did you think he was going to do? I don't understood the robe, by the way. What do you mean you don't understand the robe? I don't robe? own a robe. Yeah, I don't, I don't own a robe. I don't own a I've robe. never wanted, never felt the desire to own a robe. Go buy a robe. No. And get back to me. <laughs> silk robe, Jonathan. Oh, Go buy a silk so. robe. What's the With situation a big... where you wear a robe? What size robe do you guys wear? <laughs> Are you expensing this? Jonathan, you How can... would I know? I've never I'm, owned yeah, a robe. I, I... Jonathan, you can walk around your house in a silk robe with a big J monogram. <laughs> what if I just walk around my house normally? Have you guys ever seen Hugh Hefner? Come on. In what situation do you wear a robe, though? Like, is this uh... when the winter meetings are about to start? <laughs> yeah, this is all right. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay. wait, wait, wait. I okay. want to go back to, to the trade for a second. Please, sorry, I got so, sidetracked. So you're telling me right now for the 2020 season, I could have Corey Kluber in my rotation and Francisco Lindor. Yes, but you'd have to, you'd have to. Gut, I know, I know. Gut your farm system. I know, but I'm still. Your lineup would then be... They never do it, but you're talking about making me a World Series... Your lineup would be something like this. Francisco Lindor probably bats leadoff. Or Mitch Garver still. So Francisco Lindor and Mitch Garver are like your one and two hitters. Your number three hitter is Jorge Polanco. Miguel Sano, Nelson Cruz in that four and five spot. Let me think about that right there for a second. Max Kepler maybe batting sixth or second. I I don't know. But those top six guys are all like... Six of the best hitters in baseball. Number seven, probably Luis Arise. Yeah. Think That's what that I'm line, telling man. you. Think about that line. I'm not telling you no. So much fun. Hmm. Um all right. Wow, we have a we have a call uh from Tom here who Tom, go hey. ahead. You're on with Mackie and Judd and Rami. Oh. Hey, what's up guys? Judd, I don't know if it's due to the age brackets, but uh Mackie and I are about the same age. I discovered the robe a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. It is one of the greatest things I have ever found from being at home. Yeah. The freedom is amazing. It is. <laughs> I am not objecting for one second. And you're also second. in just a robe? I feel weird asking all these dudes this. You're yeah. also in just a robe? Robe and, robe and a birthday suit. Absolutely. Really? He just right. said the freedom. It makes perfect sense. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think I'd yeah. be comfortable. Tom, hey, Tom, Tom, what? Uh, yeah. what My would, boys need a house. I don't think I'd be comfortable. A life with no yeah, boundaries, Rami. A yeah. life with no boundaries. Tom, are you about the uh, are you about the cotton robe or a little polyester blend? 
You know, I go I go with the cotton robe. That way I can throw it on right when I get out of the shower and yeah. it soaks up the rest of the wetness before I have to throw the clothes there on. You go. I, that's day. that's one situation where I get the robe. If it's like a like a towel cloth type of robe, to just to air like put it on after you get out of the shower, air dry, not bother with all like the toweling off. If you have time for that. If you're not well, in a hurry after you get, you get out of the shower. But... Meshies and you got to take the dog out. Throw the robe on quick. It's nice and long. It's warm. <laughs> I'm telling you. Just make sure I it's not, tied. I was a non-believer, and I am now a believer. Okay. Just make sure it's tied right, Tom. I don't know. Oh, fair. Because you don't want to just spill out. Okay, Tom. No. Tom, yeah. would, would you, uh, while you're wearing that robe and the Indians call, would you give up four of your top prospects, <laughs> including Royce Lewis, for Francisco Lindor and Corey Kluber? For both of them? Yes. Ooh. Boy, you know, I guess maybe definitely Kluber a couple years ago. After this season, it's more of a maybe, but uh, I guess it depends on how shrewd you could be in the negotiations on the back end for maybe cutting it down to like three prospects instead of four. But it'd be a it'd be a hard one to pass up, especially if you're trying to win now. Reckless speculation. Thank you, Tom. You know what Thanks, I guys. you know what I just remembered? I forgot all about this. Forgot all about this. My girlfriend got me a robe last year for Christmas. And she was like, I'm not sure if it's going to fit you or not. Why don't you try it on? If it doesn't fit, I'll take it back. Put it on. Didn't fit. It was a little too short. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to take it back. But Wait, it was a little too short. A little too it was, short. It was like, yeah. like, a, like a mini skirt. I guess. It's got to go below the knees. For a robe to be short on me. Like, I have no legs. I just, it's like from the, I just have like half a leg. I'm just knees and then shins. But so she was like, I'm going to take it back, but. I'm going to wear it first. It's comfy. This fab- I like this fabric. It's comfy. That's just her robe now. She never took it back and got me another one. That's just her Actually, robe. Actually, it's funny be- because Dawn did the same thing. I'm like, I'm not going to wear that robe. And now it's her robe. So I think this is a scam. It is a scam. I, I think this is a scam that-, that the wives or girlfriends pull where they're like, yeah, here's a robe for you. And you're like, I'm not going to wear that robe. He's got themselves a gift. And then they just gift themselves your robe. I know what I'm getting you guys for Christmas. Duped. We've yeah. been duped, Judd. By the way, if you have robe, bamboozled, if, if you have robe takes, or <laughs> or if you've got some reckless speculation, six five one six four six eight two five five. Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North and the Score North app. You think you like football? Brad Childress doesn't just like football; he f- loves football. I did watch him. I was standing right behind him when he was warming up, and saw him kind of reach for his groin and. You know, hold it and whatever you do with the groin, rub it. That's what I think I witnessed. Um, tw- it twinged a little bit on him. Just here, <laughs> Rami. Just, I don't know if I'm more uncomfortable with what I just heard or the robe conversation. I don't remember that. When was that from? I have no <laughs> idea. But Manny Hill coming through in the that is amazing. That yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's wow. on the TCL TV right now? It's Tony Reale, not in a robe, just dressed in all black, hosting around the horn on our 55 inch TCL 4K Roku TV, where uh, we have thousands of streaming channels on this thing, five hundred thousand plus. TV shows and movies. By the way, TCL is not only uh, offering up some of the best TVs you're going to find anywhere here in the Twin Cities, they're offering you also a chance to see the Minnesota Timberwolves. The uh, scorenorth.com website is the place to go to enter the keyword TCL. You can win four tickets to see the Minnesota Timberwolves 
from a TCL theater box at Target Center as they take on the Cleveland Cavaliers on December 28th. The most coveted new offering in the world of premium seating, TCL theater boxes offer dramatic views and a VIP experience unlike any other. Five-star cuisine, a lounge area, and oversized chairs. Uh, it's a great spot to uh, watch the Timberwolves and to uh, take in the TCL experience. Scorenorth.com, keyword TCL. Mackie and Judd with Rami on Scorenorth. Jonathan here with the Score North download for this hour. Just a reminder here, download the Score North mobile app and register for listening rewards this month. One lucky app user will win a $200 Amazon gift card just for having and registering that mobile app. And you'll also have the chance at many other great prizes just for listening. All you have to do is download the app, register the app, and enter through listening rewards. Or just listen to scorenorth.com and you have your chance to win a $200 Amazon gift card just for having and registering the mobile app. Cowboys lost last night to the Chicago Bears, 31-24. to And, well, Jason Garrett, who's had his job questioned many a times, was asked last night, once again, whether his job is on the line. Your job security has become a massive focal point for this franchise nationally and locally. Do you think that's a distraction for these players right now? Yeah, I can't speak to that. Um, you know, the, the most important thing we have to do is learn from this game and get back to work. And uh, we'll be off this weekend uh, because of the Thursday game, and we'll get back to work on Monday uh, with our players. And our eyes will be our eyes will be forward. And uh, again, learn from the experience and move on. Get ready for the next challenge. Good luck with that, Jason Garrett. That challenge may come with a different team. That's been your score north download. Now back to Mackie and Jonathan Rami. And yet they still lead the division. He keeps again. One-on-one, tackle missed, touchdown, Trubisky. What a night for number 10. I'll take your apologies now. Thank you. Oh, hold on to him. <laughs> for Dude, dear life. For what? Dude, I am with you on this one. I think last night was great because now the Bears are going to hang on to Mitch Trubisky for 2020. <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a Vikings oh. fan, last night, well, I, I would say this. If you're a Vikings fan, you don't want this to continue for like four more games because then the Bears might catch the Vikings. But if you're a Vikings fan, you want Mitch Trubisky to perform like that on a national stage so that he sticks around. 2012, Christian Ponder, mm-hmm. December. It's the same exact story. In which case, the team will now uh, cause itself to believe that this might be for real. They will thrust the guy back into the starting role. It will fall apart again. And, and Vikings fans and Packer fans get another glorious year of a mistake. Yep. So, Rami, here's the question, all right? You're, yes, sir. You're decked out in your bear stuff today. You're celebrating uh, Emma, on the oh, Victory Friday. This old thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. Is that a Bears robe? See <laughs> what you got on there. So the Chicago Bears have now won three straight games. Uh, Giants, not not exactly the class of the NFL. Giants, Detroit, and then a Dallas team that's really talented, but just like clearly doesn't want to play for Jason Garrett. But they are seven and six. Yes, they're two games back of the Vikings in the loss column. Scale of one to ten, ten being full panic, one being don't sweat it. How nervous should Vikings fans be about the Bears in their rearview mirror right now? With one game against each other, too, by the way, in Week 17. A four? And I only put it that high because of the one game against each other. Because okay. if the Bears win that game, that's that's essentially... That gives them that gives them two games in the standings. Because should it end in a tie, they'll have the tiebreaker because they'll have both head-to-head wins. And and so they, they'll gain a gain in the standings, and should it end in a tie, they'll have the tiebreaker. So winning that game against the Vikings is... Almost winning two games. 
for the for the Bears in terms of the standings. I mean, if the if the Packers, I think the Vikings are going to win their next four games. I, I think they're going to finish twelve and four. But if the Vikings lose to the Packers, the Bears would have to still win at Green Bay and against Kansas City with Pat Mahomes yes. in Week sixteen to make that game against the Vikings be essentially for a playoff spot. Right. And it's probably not going to happen. I will say flat out, it's probably not going to happen. But um, I think. That head-to-head game makes it a four on a scale of one to ten in terms of how concerned you should be about the Bears in your rearview mirror. Do you think the Bears fans at all are, are starting to buy that Trubisky might be okay? Because I could see the Bears, Ryan Pace for sure could be trying to buy this because th- this is going to buy him time. But if you're a Bears fan, man, we've seen this story before. It's a, it's a frightening story because this is the most important position in sports. And when teams start to convince themselves, oh, you know what, let's continue down this path. That's one position where it can be pretty bad. But you know, if because they didn't ask they didn't ask Trubisky to do a lot last night. And and this is what I've been saying about Matt Nagy all year. Know your guy and play to his strengths. That's what Sage Rosenfels, whenever Mitch Trubisky comes up in our conversations with him during Sage Football Wisdoms Thursdays at four four thirty, right here on Mackey and Judd with Rami. He says the same thing. Put that guy in a position to succeed. Play to his strengths. And yesterday they had him rolling out. They had him. They had actual run plays called for him. They weren't asking him to throw the ball deep downfield. I think Mitchell Trubisky, if that's what you ask of him, and that's the level of play that you get from the defense, that's how you won games. That's how they went twelve and four last year. I don't think that's that's an unsustainable formula. Matt Nagy just took thirteen weeks this year for whatever reason to figure out how to play to his quarterback strengths. It's a whole other problem then, right? That, that, that to me, is the greater concern as I sit here decked out in orange head to toe. That, to me, is the greatest concern that your head coach took 13 weeks to figure out, hey, let me play to his strengths and not ask him to do things he's not good at. Yeah. Can I let me use another question, too? We're going to get our buddy Jason Fitz on here in just a second. But am I, for some reason, after that Seattle game, I'm still just very comfortable with the Vikings and where yeah, they I stand said, right now? I said the same thing. And I like I, I think they're going to finish 12-4. and four. I do. I think I think the... The Packers game is the most threatening, and obviously, if the Bears have something to play for, then that's you know that could be problematic too. Um, I don't think they're going to lose to the Lions or the Chargers. Are you I mean, comfortable what, with them as a, a uh, being a playoff team, or are you saying that you're comfortable with them extending into the playoffs? Um, I'm I'm comfortable with them being a really good football team in in a top heavy NFC East, or I'm sorry, a, t- a top heavy yeah, a top heavy NFC. Nothing top heavy about the NFC. Aside from the NFC East, I should have said. Um, and I guess I'm just comfortable with. Them being in the mix with like four other teams and a chance to—it's just can they can they get the Packers to slip up is the main question. I'm starting to get more me. concerned myself. That Chargers game worries me. Everything worries you. Chargers game should worry you a little Chargers, bit. Yeah. Chargers game from a matchup me. standpoint. Didn't let's, sleep well last night. Let's bring our friend in here. By the way, a big announcement was made uh, yesterday. Jason Fitz will starting on January 20th on ESPN Radio. He will begin hosting First Take Your Take. Uh, between noon and 2 o'clock Central Time. Congratulations on the new show, Jason Fitz, and we're sorry the Gophers uh, couldn't make it more of a fight last weekend after an awesome college game day. Uh, hey, thanks. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm really excited. The uh, the show you mentioned, by the way, is uh, it's, it's a huge step, and uh, they're going to let me take over that time slot. And, yeah, we're going to use some first take as we get into every conversation uh, that we can have from it, but we're also going to cover the biggest news of the day the way that I always do everything. So, it's a really nice way to hybrid Stephen A. with what I do, and any chance to be around first take is a big deal. So uh, we, we think we're going to be doing something that's original but also still energetic and, and entertaining and what everybody's used to from ESPN Radio. So 
really pumped for it and not pumped for the way the Minnesota season ended. I mean, there's just no no two ways about it. It leaves a sour taste in your mouth, and that's the, the inevitable downfall of expectation. And that's what P.J. Fleck is going to have to start figuring out today is how you deal with the level of expectation because y'all aren't going into next season saying, oh, that was cute. You're going into next season with big, big thoughts. Hey, before we get back into some gopher stuff, what's Stephen A. Smith like behind the scenes? I was just going to ask the same thing. You know, he is so nice and so intimidating all at once. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, he's, he's you know, kind of tall and, you know, it just like, so I'll use this example. I can walk up to anybody at ESPN and feel really comfortable just walking up and saying, hey, will you sign this ball for charity or whatever? Like, whenever I've seen Stephen A., I always go to, like, one of his producers and say, could you ask Stephen A. if he'd be willing, like, there's just a, there's an aura about him. And I had the chance last year to host a, or a debate on first take for a while while he was out and, uh, Still, one of the the cooler moments for me was being in Nashville at the draft and having Stephen A. walk up to me and say, "Hey, man, he could do really good work, and you were really good on first take last year. We need to keep having you back." So, uh, you know that, that he's got an intimidating presence about him, star power all day. Now back to the Gophers. What do you think went yeah. wrong? What do you think went wrong for him there? And we've had a debate on the show here about would you rather. Would you rather they get a team that they can probably take in a bowl game, or would you like to see them go up against an Auburn or, or an Alabama or, or a team in that class? And Judd, Judd wants to heavyweight. He wants to heavyweight fight in a bowl game. Mackie and I say, bring on the lightweights. Let's look good on the national stage for recruiting purposes. Where, where do you fall no, on that? I, I think you want the heavyweight fight. I mean, this is, this is still a good Minnesota team. And the fact is, uh, we've said it before, you know, you're sort of darned if you do and darned if you don't on these situations. You beat an SEC team and people will apologize for it. They'll turn around and say, well, they weren't really engaged. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, if you have a chance to beat a brand in college football in a bowl game, you go for that. This is a Minnesota team that still can. Where they went wrong against Wisconsin, I don't know if it was necessarily wrong. It just felt like they weren't ready for Wisconsin to be able to control the ball, not just on the ground, but also in the air. I, I was surprised Wisconsin's passing game looked better than I expected it to, and I think that was a surprise for most of us. We expect Jonathan Taylor to be the key every single week, and he is, realistically. Uh, but but they just didn't seem – it felt like they were out game-planned, and that's you know that, that comes right down to P.J. Flex. So I think there's a little bit of a growth opportunity for him, too. You see, boys, I told you, bring on Auburn, bring on Bama. Jason Fitz, he knows exactly. No, yeah, Tennessee. These guys want to. Jason, these guys want to beat up on the Tennessee Volunteers. Oh yeah, no Volunteers. Thank you. Give me that blooming onion. The thing is, you you turn around and you beat up on the balls. You're not going to get eyeballs. You're not going to get cred. If you believe that this team can can get that cred. I think that that's what plays forward in the next year. I mean, we want to talk about the fact that the committee comes in and makes clean decisions, but they're still human beings. And what do we see every year? The early, uh, the early polls are always influenced by last year. You leave the season with a, a win over a big brand, I believe it will help you next year when the polls first come out. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh-huh. uh, like, I'm just, I don't know, man. Did you hear uh, the wisdom coming yeah, through? He's, yes. Did I, you hear the wisdom? I, I, I will not, I will not, uh, I, I will take Jason's expertise into consideration when uh, trying to figure this out. So, uh, what are you, what would you say would be your uh, most favorable matchup in the postseason, either in the semifinal or in the championship round? Uh, what would, what would be your dream matchup right now as a college football fan? Oh, man, that's a tough question because there's a couple of, I, you know, here's the thing. Clemson has no resume and doesn't deserve it, blah, 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 fine. But aren't they still one of the best teams in college football? Like, we know that. They're dominant. 
Clemson versus Ohio State feels like it would be an incredible matchup. I don't believe in LSU's defense. I believe in the players, but, man, they have not played. They have not played as well as they should all year long. So it's a little hard for me to uh, – it's a little hard for me to put them in that same conversation. So if I pick one matchup I want, I really want Clemson versus Ohio State. That I think that's going to end up being our national championship. Let's move on to the NFL. We were just talking before we brought you on about how worried the the Vikings should be about the Bears in the rear view with them winning three straight. They're now a game and a half back of the Vikings. And I'll throw the Rams in there, too. Do you think there's a real chance that either one or maybe both of those teams legitimately works their way back into the playoff conversation and threatens the Vikings? Uh, the Bears, no. And, and the Bears, no, largely because uh, look at who they beat. I know they beat the Cowboys. <laughs> But the other two wins, I mean, you're talking about they've beaten the Lions of late and they, uh, and they beat the Giants. So I'm not going to put a ton of street cred to that either, right? So, uh, it, this is still Mitchell Trubisky. And, uh, you know, I know you guys love lamenting Kirk Cousins, but not as much as Chicago loves lamenting Mitchell Trubisky, my God. So, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't fear the Bears at all in the grand scheme of things for the playoffs. Now, the Rams, though, little different situation because even Sean McVay has admitted that he finally pulled his head out of his rear end long enough to start giving the ball to Todd Gurley, and now the offense looks better. So the Rams have figured out what ailed them, and it was their coach being too cute. So the Rams are a good football team, but I also heard you guys talking about fearing the Chargers is an upcoming game for the Vikings. You should not. The Chargers <laughs> are hot garbage, and over the course of the next couple of weeks, I believe Phillip Rivers is going to get benched. That's how bad it's gotten. So if they're going to bench Phillip Rivers, man, they got nothing going in L.A. So I wouldn't worry about that one. I got a weird feeling about that one. Um, Cowboys, explain something to, to me, because for years we knew Jerry Jones was the overreactionary owner of the Cowboys who would pull the trigger on things too quickly. I watched the Thanksgiving game against Buffalo and then last night against the Bears. And, Jason, there are times when you see a team that is is just disengaged. They don't care. And many times you need to change coaches right then. And I don't care who you give the job to for now. You just need a change. How on earth is Jerry and Stephen Jones, of all the people on the face of the earth, how do they not realize that this team has thoroughly quit on Jason Garrett? So just name the OC. Give him the job. Give somebody else the job. They quit playing for Jason Garrett. This doesn't seem that tough to me. Yeah, I agree with you, and I totally disagree with the Golick and, and Wingo this morning. Both of them were saying, why make a change? It's not going to help you. It's not suddenly, there's not a future head coach on that staff. I'm looking at it and saying, why not make a change? What benefit are you getting from keeping Jason Garrett Correct. on that sideline? And, and here's what I, the exercise I would ask everybody to do. Imagine if there were no jerseys involved and the 53 active for the Cowboys were on one side of the field, just standing around as guys. And you walked in as an imaginary GM and somebody said, all right, roster for roster. I'll trade your roster for this roster. How many fan bases right now would give anything to trade full roster? Got to take the good, the bad, the ugly. You want the Cowboys roster because it's not just good, it's really stinking good. Yep. And you look across the board, when you have a really stinking good roster and you are failing, and you could still get into the playoffs. Like Even though they stink, they're good, they, they have a shot at the playoffs. And if that roster is as good as we think, they should be able to win in the playoffs. So isn't it up to Jerry Jones to fix it now however he can so that they can make a run because they're talented enough to do that. So wouldn't it be, by the way, Jason Fitz is our guest here uh, every Friday. I'm Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Score North, Score North happened in 10 minutes. Write that down predictions and our weekly accountability session. But wouldn't it be tough 
to do your job. And I get, I'm not saying that Jason Garrett is just, I mean, if he went somewhere else, he'd be a great head coach. I think he's, I think it's, he's probably just not a great head coach. But when you're, when your boss is out there every single week talking about your job status and, uh, overstepping, just based on how emotional he is, it would be really hard to have full credibility and to do your job at your peak capability, I would think. You're right, and I think that's why it's not a desirable job. Uh, look, anybody that thinks Lincoln Riley is taking the Cowboys' job, I think they've lost their minds because Lincoln Riley can make almost as much money in Oklahoma. He can have full autonomy there. He can be a rock star. He can pick the ingredients he wants to cook with, as they say. And on top of all of that, if they don't win the national championship because they don't make the playoff, fans will blame the college football playoff committee, not him. So, my God, like, why would he leave that to go somewhere where he's going to be questioned on radio every single Monday by Jerry Jones and questioned in this really, like, angry Thanksgiving, I don't like my mom, passive-aggressive way that only makes everybody uncomfortable because he's not doing anything about it. So, you know, I, I don't see any reason why you would want to take that job and work for Jerry Jones unless you believe that the brand is that strong. And I don't believe any brand trumps any other brand to that level anymore. Yeah, that's Jason Fitz. By the way, tell our audience again, uh, your new show that starts on January 20th on ESPN Radio, First Take, Your Take, with Jason Fitz. What can they expect here uh, in, a, in a month and a half? Yeah, First Take, Your Take with, uh, with me. Uh, we'll be on from 1 to 3 Eastern, so noon to 2 your time. ESPN Radio, ESPN News, we're going to take some of the best moments from First Take. We're going to move that conversation forward with experts, with my opinions. And also with callers, we're going to do all of that. Plus, we're going to cover the big breaking news as it breaks the way we always do on ESPN and ESPN Radio. So I'm really excited to bring some energy and, and hype into it and be around the First Take brand and, and get to work with Stephen A. on something that's just cool. Awesome, man. Well, we had a blast with you in town and uh, and the game day crew in town. It was super fun last weekend, and hopefully it's just a little bit of groundwork for some uh, future success for the Gophers and maybe another game day trip at some point, Jason. Thank you, man. Okay. Thank you. You appreciate you all. Have a great week. All right. See ya. That is, uh, you can follow him too on Twitter, just at Jason Fitz. He's an awesome dude. And if you don't know his backstory, he was actually a Grammy award winning fiddle player in the band Perry and then just had sort of conquered that world as a musician and got into sports talk in Nashville. And now he's a national ESPN radio of sports talk. How do you find your way from fiddle playing to sports talk, though? It's a pretty, pretty unique transition. That's not, that's not the transition most people make into this business. No. A lot of transitions have been made into this business. I think he's the only fiddle player turned sports talk host. Probably. I was so tempted to bring up Raiders Chiefs to him. But to troll him? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. Yes. Every week I troll him about the Raiders. Because the, the Raiders are 6-6 six and six and they're awful. They're just terrible. I mean, they've taken a big step forward this year. Haven't they're they? awful. They've taken a pretty big step oh, forward this year. Terrible. Hot garbage. Okay. As Pat Williams would say. I say so. Hot garbage. You guys want some predictions when we come back oh, here? Oh, buddy, do I? We've got a oh, lot of man. stuff that has come off the board here in Red That Really? Down. A I lot of stuff. A lot of red? I'm just going to say a lot of stuff. Okay. A lot of stuff has come off the board here. All right, the there are, we're, we're now, what, three weeks away from the end of the batting average from season. Crowning here. me champion, yeah. Wait, I think Phil Let's leads. see about that. I've had the lead for like three weeks now. I know. I know. And you and one of your predictions was that you were going to win the championship. That I would win the championship. Which if you, oh boy, it's going to be ugly. Just uh, before we get to write that down, one more time here for Rami. You think you like football? Brad Childress doesn't just like football; he f- loves football. I did watch him. I was standing right behind him when he was warming up, and saw him kind of 
reach for his groin and, you know, hold it and whatever you do with the groin. That's what you do with it. Rub it. Yep. That's what I think I witnessed. Um, it twinged a little bit on him. Hate it when that happens. So many questions. <laughs> I don't remember that, and I bet I covered it. I gotta figure out what that was. What who is that was about? Was that far? Does that have to do with far? I don't know. Forget, don't know. forget the situation, like the particular situation that he was talking about. What the hell is he talking I'm about? I'm gonna Google it and see if I can find it. it. Rubbing it, twinging. Twinge. Was he doing that on purpose? Was he doing? Was he doing the thing where oh, you're? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He so. his delivery. Oh. It's was he that? It, it seems on purpose. Was he the type of guy to do that? Yes. Okay. All right. To but, be talking about another thing. Okay. I'm All go- right. I'm googling Brad Childress groin. I didn't think he had I didn't think he had on a work computer. <laughs> That's dangerous, hey. Judd. I didn't think he had that type of sense of humor. You think he was trying to be funny? I'm here. I, I'm not. I'm not clicking the it. commercial break button until Judd finds the Google search. I think I found it. I think I found it. Two thousand uh, November third, two thousand nine. Talking about it looks like he was talking about Brett Favre's. Yep, Brett Favre's groin. Wow, there November third, two thousand nine. Brett Favre. I love the Google machine. Brett Favre, man. Groin twinge Vikings Childress. I found it right away. You think you like football? Brett Favre doesn't just like football. He f- loves football. All right, here we go. They're going to jump right here. You know they're going to jump. Everybody hold your water. Green right slot. 98 handoff slot on three. Ready? Balls, balls, balls. Balls, balls, balls. Balls. Green 18. Green 18. Ten. Football. He's the type of guy who I believe was trying to be funny. I don't know about Brad Childress. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Wow. Write that down. Coming up next year, Mackie and Joe with Rami. Score North, Score North app. Also downloadable on Apple, Spotify, or the aforementioned Score North app. Uh, one of the sponsors of our show that I'm sure is proud right now after that last few minutes. Oh, they've got to be. Is Luther Brookdale Toyota on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. I was talking to a... Uh, to Seth, social media Seth, and uh, we've both been listening on the drive in and out, even though we don't commute together. We've been listening to uh, our guy Gary Vaynerchuk spew some spew some podcast knowledge the last couple of days. I love listening to podcasts through the Apple CarPlay system in my brand new 2019 RAV4 uh, because the technology in this vehicle basically, and with their Entune system too, basically turns your car into a smartphone. So uh, if you're a Score North fan, you can just tap the Score North app on one of these brand new Toyotas, and there are some great prices right now on 2019 models because they're trying to make room for the 2020s, which means you benefit. 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dad. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Gentlemen, who's got the cojones to take the write that down batting? championship in 2019 three weeks to go three uh three weeks and change i guess to go here but since since we're going to be uh taking time off during the holidays a lot of us these predictions this week and next week they matter big time write it down you like writing right. things down rami as a first time this is your first season playing write that down yeah jonathan's first season playing write that down as well yes how do you feel with all the chips on the table here in the next few weeks i like it 
This is where I shine. I shine with all the chips on the table, boys. I like big spots. Do you, uh, do you feel like, PJ Fleck, that you're also making mistakes and trying to learn? Oh, sure. From yeah. There will be mistakes made along the way. Yeah, being absolutely. reflective I of think, your shortcomings. I think I've picked up on, on the game and, and its nuances okay. and been pretty savvy as, as a rookie so far this year. I think I've done, I think I've done all right. Call timeouts at the right time? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go through here because before we get to the accountability session. I'm comfortable being uncomfortable, boys. Good. That's something I recently read in a motivational book. Do you eat difficult conversations for breakfast yes. like PJ Fleck does? Of course. Right. Yeah. wonder what those taste like. Poop them right out. Nice. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go through some of your predictions that are still on the board here. All right, Mr. Confident. That was, that'll be a drop. That was rather unnecessary. I'm no longer hungry. It'll be a drop, though. Oh, yeah. My, my appetite is gone, so thanks for the diet. It's disturbing. It's disturbing. Rami. Rami, uh, he, he won't wear a roll, but he'll say that. Okay? Yeah, he'll say that on air. Thanks for that. Sorry, Sorry, guys. No, it's okay. My bad. It's all good. Thud me. In your first round of predictions earlier this year, you said Gary Kubiak would be the head coach of the Vikings before the end of 2019. How do you feel about that one? That's probably not going to come true. It's not coming off the board yet. Something terrible is going to have to happen for it to come true. (laughs) Wow. Why do we always go here? Just say it, man. That's supposed to be my role. Yeah, like, 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 like losing to the Lions isn't enough. No, no, something far worse than that. It's going to have to happen for that to occur. I need to, I need to know what to do with this one. Does this next one that Rami predicted, does, does this fall in the 2019 season or the 2020 season? Rami predicted that he will take Judd's write that down title in 2019. So you basically said you're going to win right yeah, that down. Yeah, I called my shot. In the very first round of that down, I called my shot that I would win this whole so thing. So if, if Rami and someone else are tied for the batting average lead at the end of the calendar year... I think it should cost them the batting title. It does. I think it does. I think it has I have to. to outright win it? Now, yeah. Yeah, now you do. Because but you but made, if you haven't, if, if you're tied, it's a loss that puts you essentially underneath the other person. It makes perfect sense. Do you I guys s- have a like a like some sort of a tiebreaker in place? We do now. Rami, <laughs> write that down prediction. <laughs> Rami has a tiebreaker. All, all I said was I would win the write that down title. If I'm co-champion, I won the write that down title, and that puts me over the top, which makes me sole champion wow. of write that down. That's well, that, how I that, interpret that, the that's, rules. That's why I ask, like, if Rami ends up tied with somebody, is there some sort of tiebreaker in place that will determine him like the winner? I'm glad that Manny brought this up, because we've never had a tie situation at the end of the write that down year, but we have four or five of us that are all right within a few points in batting average. So I think we should decide on a tiebreaker right now. And I'm going to propose I'm going to pro, I'm going to propose a a write that down predict off where the two in question. So let's say it's Rami ver, and if it's listeners then we're going to pick a listener to represent the listeners. Okay. For that Just particular like the Jets and the Sharks. All right. A little bit, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna break out into a musical in the streets and try and stab each other. It'd be great. And I think it's I might stab it, you if you break into a musical. So. <laughs> then it'll be John. That breaks and, into a musical. and you'd kill him, but you wouldn't be convicted because when they tried you, yep. there'd I be could a defense plead insanity. For it. Exactly. John's gonna be snapping. I'm gonna be stabbing. That's, <laughs> that's how that well, fight. I won't be snapping. That's how that fight's going down. But I think it's a predict off. I think it's like let's say it's Rami and Judd. I think uh, I think we have to mandate that the predictions are at least of of uh, of a double uh, caliber, huh? and they have to come off the board within the next week. So you have to make a prediction that comes off the board the next week, sure. and they have to be uh, like somewhat substantial. I love this okay. idea. I like so it. So it's a one I, for one. I'm, it's a shootout. I'm yep. on board. 
And then we'll go, we'll make you predict three, but the first one counts. And if those are a wash, then we go to the second one, then we go to the third one. Okay. Yeah. So it's a predict, it's a predict off shootout. Yeah. Uh, Judd, by the way, uh, just a couple more things that are still on the board here. You have the Chargers moving back to San Diego by 2021. I don't even know if. I think if they move, it's more like London or Mexico or something. Yeah, I don't but think I've they go back some, to San Diego. But I've still got some time. Uh, you also have here on the board, Tom Brady calls it quits after the 2019 season. How does that one feel? Oh, like? That is, oh boy, I forgot about that one. That's That took some real guts. I like that one. And I might be right as far as if he takes my advice, he'd be smart. I think he's just about done. Uh, Jonathan has one that, I don't know, this might be Ooh. realistic. You have Kevin Stefanski as the Jaguars head coach in 2020 on the like board it. still. That's kind of fun. I'm willing to That's bet that happens. Good, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, that could happen. That's a good take. But uh, Write it down. You like writing things down. Let's get to the real fun here, which is the accountability session, gentlemen. We had a lot of stuff come off the board here. Mm. A lot of stuff. Mm. <laughs> this is never good when you say that. We'll start with uh, We'll start with the listeners. Good week for the listeners. Will S. said Rashad Bateman would lead the Gophers in receiving yards this regular season. Correct. Uh, Justin in Rochester. Uh, I missed this one earlier uh, in the year. He said the Twins would not advance beyond the divisional round of the playoffs. He is correct on that one. Okay. Let's get to Judd Zolgat here. Judd, you came into the week. I believe second in batting average, second or third in batting average. We'll get to the batting averages at the end of the thing here. Sure. But you said the Gophers would beat the Badgers by three points or fewer. Thanks, PJ. You also said Jonathan Taylor would have at least one fumble in that game. He did not. This is not a good week for you so far, Judd. However. Oh. Never should have faced the Minnesota teams, Rami. Hmm. You said Kirk Cousins would have more passing yards than Russell Wilson. He did. That 276 close, to like 250. Mm. Something like that. Uh, our guest predictors, James Murphy, said Jonathan Taylor and Jack Cohn would both fumble in that game against the Gophers. Neither one of them did. No, they did not. And he said the Gophers would cover the spread against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. That's not going to happen. Talk about getting out this in front of yourself. Week, man. Did he specify which Big Ten Championship game? Wow. I see what you did there. He didn't say football, yeah, I guess. And I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, James Murphy said uh, also all four pickers, Desmond Howard, Kirk Herbstreet, who, by the way, uh, he called the game, so he did not pick. We're not going to hold that against James. Eric Decker and Lee Corso would all pick the Gophers to win. That happened. They did. And our buddy Chris Long from Channel 5 said Lee Corso would pick the Gophers. So those things happened. All right, Jonathan Harrison. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. You said in our home run predictions from a week ago, the Gophers would beat Wisconsin by 17, Ohio State by 3, and get to the college football playoff. There's a home run swing. Forced home runs. A big whiff. You said the Gophers would finish with 11 wins in the regular season. You said the Gophers. You said the Gophers would hold the Badgers to under 300 yards of offense. And you said Kirk Cousins would throw for more than 300 yards in a win over Seattle. This hurts. This is so painful. You were making such a good comeback too. Brutal. Yeah, this is a brutal week so far for both Judd and Jonathan. Uh, Manny, you said 
Don't compare me to him. Yeah, he's not Miguel Snow levels. Manny said the Gophers would win the division. I mean, they kind of technically did. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, co-champions. Didn't you guys hear Flacco? They said they were champions. co-champions, man. I mean, all right, for the room. No. For the oh, room. No, no. no. I'll even say it. No. I'm not. No. It's, it's fine. Manny's self-reporting. It's Manny. You know, it's fine. But you did say, this is a good no. one. You said Ryan Tannehill would start at least five games for the Tennessee Titans this season. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you say that? Before the season. I think it was before the season. Oh, yeah, he said whoa, it before whoa, whoa, the season. What, what do we give him for that? Home run. Yeah. That's a home run. That's a home run. Swing for the fences. Mariota wow. gets hurt all the time and he sucks. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, but one five. or the other. He's either going to get benched That's or he's going to get reasoning. hurt. That is solid reasoning. <laughs> That's impressive. He's either going to get benched or he's going to get hurt. That guy's banged up all the time and Way he go. is terrible. He's a bad person. Um, all right, Rami. Yes. Forced home run predictions here were not very kind to you. You said the Gophers. I don't like that concept. And I believe oh. that's there to sabotage me. Oh, but carry on, sir. Stop. It's all about Ron. It's your chance yeah, to improve your slugging percentage. And yeah. uh, you said the Gophers and Vikings would both win by two scores this weekend. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you also said the Twins would sign Zach Wheeler, Madison Bumgarner, and Josh Donaldson. Did I say that? You Out loud. Did. Wait, what did Pub- you say? Publicly. Wow. Publicly. Yes. Wow. What did you, you, all three know. of them? Bodies, you guys made me. You guys <laughs> forced me. Back me into a corner. Because I was throwing out huge predictions. Right However, there. you did say the Gophers would finish worse than 11 and 1. And that they would lose at least two of their three games against the ranked teams in the final month of their schedule when there you were we going go. through your negative prediction kick. There we go. There it is. And that brings us to your batting average leader heading into the week. That would be moi, Phil Mackey. And the week started off really rough. I told you that Lee Corso would fake with the Bucky head and then go with Goldie. He actually just went straight to Goldie. But he did early in the show say it would take a near miracle for the Gophers to win yeah. and then reverse course when he did the prediction. Yeah, he, but he never did stick around it, but he never grabbed yeah. the Bucky head. But so. he did try to tease. Yeah. That's wrong. So the Gophers would pass Alabama in the college football playoff rankings next week to snickering from the gallery, but Alabama did lose to Auburn, and so if the Gophers would have held serve, then that would have been correct. But and if Thielen would have played not. on Monday night, they I would have won that game, I and if the you. Twins had Pineda, never mind. I hear you. <laughs> I said the Gophers would win at least two of their games against Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin. I said they'd finish the regular season 11-1, and and that they'd cover the spread against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. <laughs> I said uh, in forced home run predictions, the Gophers would win by 13 or more. Amber Shot Bateman scores three touchdowns. And the Vikings would beat Seattle by at least a touchdown and run the table in the regular season and run the table in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. Wow. Was that your home? Was that a forced home run prediction, that yeah. last one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. This is like so, the stock market in 87. My goodness. <laughs> so it's a bloodbath. However, I did redeem myself. Wow. I did redeem myself with this prediction, gentlemen. I told you during Judd's trip to New York. After we saw him take pictures with the pig mm-hmm. and some like Philadelphia type mascot. No, I think it was the Devil's mascot, wasn't the it? Devil's yeah, mascot. Devil's mascot. Yeah, yeah, yeah Barkley Center. Yeah. yeah. I said Judd would take at least one more picture with an inanimate object of some kind on that trip. And Judd did indeed take a picture with a Christmas tree sign. <laughs> <in New York City. laughs> wow, that's good. But I don't know. He's not. 
You know, I think this. I think this requires deliberation. Did everybody on the other side of the glass see that picture right there? I'll yeah. accuse myself. That's not Judd. That's a sign. But that's not Judd posing with an inanimate yes, object. He that's is. just Judd. That just happens Judd, what, to be in the what background. What is the main focus of this picture? Oh, wait a second. Wait, you're calling Easy. on me to remember this? The other, the other <laughs> pictures. <laughs> Judd, the other pictures. Yeah. Deep. Judd ain't gonna remember anything. That's why he's recusing himself. The other pictures. Exactly <laughs> right. The other Was I in New York. The other pictures Mackie is referencing. Judd is posing with. The inanimate objects. He has his arm around uh, the like pig. He's, posing with, he's that. with the mascot. I don't think he's posing with the Christmas tree sign. <laughs> just I think like, that's was just that picture this year or exactly. the last time I went to New York. I, yeah. I, I just think that's a picture of Judd that happens to have that sign in the background. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I think there's up, a difference. It's up for a vote. Then. Think, and I'm not just doing this to be difficult and try and get a win. Yeah, you are. I'm, yeah, it seems like you are. Th- yeah, I think this no is a. Le- I think this is a right. legitimate complaint. Right. I will show the picture to the room. I feel like Judd. I don't know if Judd I can feel be like part I of this vote. Judd I feel like I, I feel Judd, like I first of all, vote. Judd's part of the picture, and he was like nine beers dr- yeah. during right. the picture. Exactly. I don't remember. So then there's four of us. James, hop on a mic. You're going to have to be the fifth one. Well, I'm I'm voting that I get a point on this. Yeah, obviously. Okay, Rami, you're apparently voting that I don't. I think you get a point. I think he's How? posing with that sign. I don't think so. Manny, James? Uh, Phil, reread me the actual prediction. <laughs> okay. Wow. This is, well, wording this is, is important. I, Where, I don't where's wording the, is important. Where's the court stenographer? <laughs> All right. Between now and the end of his trip to New York, Judd will take at least one more picture with an inanimate object. He's literally standing in front of a Christmas si- tree sign. The Christmas tree sign it's is an inanimate it's either object. The sign, or it's with the is that the ice rink behind him? The sign is on the other side of the ice rink. Any it's in the picture. It's in the picture. Center. But yeah. any, picture has, center. any picture has so inanimate, objects. inanimate objects. Any picture. Any picture has For inanimate objects in it. Any picture. <laughs> I could argue that any picture he took the rest of that trip would have included an inanimate and object. And that's how you play the game. Oh, come on. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, I was just trying to decide if it was like a deliberate. No, it was not. It was not. It was meant. Hmm. It was. It was meant for him to be like with a statue of some kind. Okay. Now I remember it. All right, Manny, what's I, your vote? I, I'll say Rockefeller yes. Center. I, right, I'll there. say yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I still James' voting, vote's man. not even needed. That right, suck up. <laughs> I would have voted yes too. Thank so. you. I appreciate it. Just suck up, Ronnie. You had no chance. <laughs> you had no chance. Good fight, though. All right, we're going to start with Rami, because Rami's sitting in the seat that Judd ordinarily sits in. We're going to go Rami, Jonathan, Manny. I wasn't ready to go first. Judd and Mackie. All right. Around the room that way. Fire away. Oh, sorry. I'll hit to... I'll start your... Write it down. You like writing things down. Okay. Write this down. Oh, so I didn't do the batting averages. Oh, yeah. That's right. We don't even... Uh, Yeah. Go ahead. The listeners are batting 304. Okay. I'm down to 298. Rami's at 296. Judd's at 293. Ooh. Manny's at 269, Jonathan 248, and the guest pickers are 242. Is it a tight, tight Where's race? Where's Jonathan at now? 248. That's actually not bad considering your week. I was going to say, yep. I'm not too terribly depressed about I thought that. You Write it down. You like writing things down? I thought I was in the hundreds. Chris Davis territory. <laughs> Write this down. Vikings and Bears playing for a playoff spot in week 17. Wow. That's happening. Mm. Are we going to get a follow-up prediction? Maybe. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Back to Jonathan. Adam Thielen will play at most during one game for the rest of the regular season. So he'll appear in only one game. Or zero. Or zero. One game or zero. Yes. Okay. Just want to clarify that. Write that down. Write that down. I I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Wait, shouldn't it be... 
If you're going to say he's going to play in one game, shouldn't that be the prediction that, that he hits he's one? He's saying at most. So he's saying he'll play in zero or one game. So basically it's a it's a bunt. Okay. But that's fine. He's hitting two. Because you could swing a little bit harder if you just said one game period and left it that. He could. Yep. Okay. Jonathan is, uh, nope, he's going to shake his head. Okay. okay. All right. Over to Manny. The Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator in 2020 will be Pat Shermer. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. Judley. So Gary Kubiak will be gone. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins will sign a contract extension with the Vikings this offseason. Wow. Kirk Cousins this offseason. That's right. <clears throat> Spring or summer. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. The Vikings will run the table the rest of the regular season. Did they you already try this? 4 and 0. Oh. <laughs> you already tried this. As part you? of a parlay. Okay. All right. That was part <laughs> oh, of a parlay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That crazy parlay. I'm taking it out of the parlay and just making it its own prediction. The Vikings <laughs> will go and that was also including the Seattle game which they lost. So, we're going to we're going to keep the parlay train rolling just right. the Seattle game. Write this down. Back to Rami. Bears are going to run the table. Wow. The rest of the season. I knew season. that was coming. I knew that was coming. Is this coming from a rational mindset right now? There, or It's probably a little bit of both. It's a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cocktail of rational and not so rational. Because their schedule is at Green Bay, yes. home against Kansas City, yep. and then at Minnesota. I know. Sounds crazy. So they'll be they're they're running 10 the table. and 6. They'd go 10 and 6. They'd go 10 and 6. Wow. Which is what I predicted they would be to start the season. It's actually pretty amazing how bad they've looked at points that the worst case scenario for them is what, like seven and nine, mm-hmm. right? It's the worst case? Yeah. Because they already have seven wins. Huh. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. Right, back to Jonathan. I think the spread's at 13 for the game this weekend. The Vikings will beat the Lions by at least 14 points this weekend. Ooh. Ooh blow it action. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Manny Hill. Rami's Chicago Bears will stupidly sign Mitch Trubisky to a contract extension. <laughs> wow. They, I mean, we need parameters. This offseason? Yes. Okay. Because otherwise it's just open-ended and lives forever. Because yeah. right now they have to decide on the fifth-year option, correct? That's what they're going to have to do? Yes. Right yeah. Side? Okay. Yep. Yes. But you're saying, you're not saying just pick up the option. You're saying they will a sign him to a contract extension. extension. Okay. All right. Yep. God, that'd be hilarious. I would fire Ryan Pace. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down? I wouldn't hate it. Are you serious? I can't even go there. Like I said, this formula, that formula that we saw last night, high-level defense, average offense, which Mitch Trubisky can lead an average offense if his coach calls a smart game plan, that wins football games, as long as that defense plays at that level. They went 12-4 and with that formula, and they're about to go 10-6 and and run the table. Write it down. You like writing things down. Back to Judd. The Vikings will draft a cornerback in the first round of the draft this spring. Cornerback. They will draft another one in the first round. Okay. Uh, Jonathan had to grab the phone there. So the Judd's prediction is cornerback in the first round Correct. by the Minnesota Vikings, which would be their uh, 17th cornerback under Mike Zimmer drafted in the first round. It's pretty amazing. Write this down. Write this down. Uh, I told you, Judd, you don't want any of this smoke. You're asking for the smoke. I want smoke. I love the Gophers, but they will play. They will play either Alabama or Auburn in a bowl game, and they will lose by at least twenty points. (laughs) Sorry. So hold on a second. I love the Gophers. Yeah, you. You're asking for the smoke, and so you're going to give me the smoke and say they're going to get absolutely demolished. (laughs) You're going to get what you deserve for predicting this. Oh, I don't for wanting this. I don't care if they lose. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down? Bring this upon yourself. All right, one more trip around here. Rami, go ahead. Write this down. The Bears are going to the playoffs. (laughs) 
<laughs> what is wrong with you? I love I love how wow. Rami's blind faith in the Bears has just shipwrecked his entire write that down season yeah. to go to the playoffs. We're, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to educate Rami a little bit on uh, Christian Ponder. And you do realize the that you, Jackson. And, you just made three predictions that are all going to come off the board within the next month. Therefore, very likely going zero for three, sabotaging or, your battle title or. I just made three predictions that are all home runs, and not only am I going to win the batting title, I don't think they're home runs. bringing the Let's slugging percentage home, too. That's what you want? I feel like you told me at the outset of this segment that you had learned a lot about the process, <laughs> and then you just yeah, basically um, flaunted did something that I can't say to the process. All right. Write this down. Back to Jonathan. I've got a five-part parlay here. What? Yeah. Five? Yeah, we've My got goodness. championship What's going on? Friday and Saturday. Utah beats Oregon, Oklahoma beats Baylor, Georgia beats LSU, Clemson beats Virginia, and Ohio State beats Wisconsin. You know this isn't home run day, right? I know. You, you don't have to do this. Oh, Write I know. it down. You Believe like writing me. things down. I know I don't have to do home runs. So you're picking I, Georgia to beat LSU. Yeah, might as well. Wow. Hmm. As part of a parlay, too. That's a home run on its own, probably. And good for Jonathan, though. Swinging for the fences. Back to Manny. I ain't winning the title. <sighs> I hate that I'm making this prediction, but I'm going to roll with it. The Gophers will play Tennessee in the Outback Bowl. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Man, he's too beloved. I'm going to have a very difficult time watching lie? that game. Where does, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> don't want to talk win? about it. Gophers going to win? Well, if that, if that is a matchup, they should. Yeah. They're better than Tennessee. Like, Tennessee's not that good. But they went 5-3 and three in the SEC, so they'll probably be probably playing a January Bowl game. Write it down. You like writing things down. The Twins will trade Eddie Rosario at the winter meetings next week. Wow. Mm. Eddie Rosario, who, who, by the way, I have already predicted, I think, months ago or weeks ago, would be traded this offseason. I'm now going to scale that down to the winter meetings. Okay. Interesting. So, by the way, if that trade happens on, like, Saturday next week, you don't get credit for it. You're okay with that? You're okay with that? Yeah, because you know what? It's verbally binding now, I guess. It's verbally binding, and... I, it's yeah. You know what? I'm very comfortable. It's right. a big swing week by a lot of people, myself included. Yeah, it's a, with a lot of down. Line. You like well, two, down? Two of my three are outside the scope of this year. Yes, bunch of Jose Batistas here. Um, I'm going to go for it. Twins are going to sign Madison Bumgarner this winter. Well, this off season. I don't want you to. I don't want a technicality that like, oh, it's full. <laughs> Winter's not until all I heard you say was winter. All I heard you say was winter, and then you correct. You got to wait till after the twenty first. I think it's legally binding. Write that down. We make predictions and hold each other accountable every single week on this show. Five o'clock every Friday. You can tweet us your predictions at Phil Mackey on Twitter. It's Mackey and Judd with Rami. Score North and the Score North app. Before we come back and uh, continue to entertain the masses as we do on Mackie and Jub with Rami. Let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company here for just a brief moment. If you're a business owner out there, Federated is a great tool to have in your tool belt, and it's great peace of mind because Federated stands behind you and all the hard work and all the sweat and the equity that you pour into your company, and they stand behind you as a safety net. You need that frontline protection when there's risks. Things could happen to your business, and Maybe some of you have experienced claims or other things uh, that have maybe left you feeling a little bit defenseless. Well, the seasoned insurance professionals at Federated will help you manage risks and help you avoid the devastation that could come with filing a claim. 
Uh, if you uh, do have to file a claim, which happens from time to time, you can take comfort in knowing that the extensive team of professionals at Federated is here to put their knowledge and expertise to work for you. Federated's been around in Minnesota, by the way, Oatana, for over 100 years. And uh, they're here, like I said, with a face-to-face relationship to help you as a business owner. Federatedinsurance.com is where you can go to find a full list of industries Federated protects and to find your local Federated representative. Federated Insurance. It's their business to protect yours. Jonathan here with the Score North download brought to you by the 3M Open. The Score North podcast network consists of more than a dozen shows from Purple Daily and Raised by Wolves to The Scoop with Doogie and Royce Unchained. You can find a full list of these Minnesota sports podcasts over at scorenorth.com and the free Score North mobile app or just search Score North, S-K-O-R North, anywhere you find your podcasts. If you didn't hear Rami bragging earlier, his Bears beat the Cowboys last night, 31-24. And, well, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones hopped on the radio down in Dallas, and the beginning of the interview didn't go too well. What answer do you have for how this team is playing right now? We're not playing very well. Are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed as an organization about how the team is hey, playing? get your damn act together yourself. Now, I'm, 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 we're going to have a good visit this morning, but... Uh, Settle down just a little bit. I, I mean, I, I, as a Cowboys a fan, We've Jerry. Got a lot to go over. Now, go on with your question, but uh, uh, I'm going to uh, give you the answers I want to give you this morning. And uh, I've been traveling all night, and I'm not, I don't have the patience to jack with you today. Really noted, Jerry. Okay. Get the golfer in your life tickets wow. to the 2023 M Open and save money with the Frozen Four Pack. Four weekend flex tickets with parking for just $150. Go to 3mopen.com now and reserve your tickets today. The 3M Open. Golf. That matters. That's been your Score North Download. Now back to Mac and Judith Rami. Jerry was ready for a fight. Oh, yeah, Dude, that was. I want that from Ziggy. That was uncomfortable. I want the fire from Ziggy. When's the last time Ziggy even spoke publicly? It's been quite a while. stadium got approved? I mean, I, uh, that guy has not spoken publicly in years, right? Did they do that on purpose because he was just kind of yeah. awkward at public speaking? Yeah, I'm trying to... I'm honestly trying to think of the last time that he did speak publicly, and I can't recall now. At least, well, you know, I think he did. I think he might have um, spoken publicly at the stadium when they did the last Ring of Honor thing. But but let's say the last important time where people were actually fixated on what he was saying. It's been years now. You're right. Because it's been Mark, basically. Yeah. I think we could get Ziggy to come on here and curse us out. <laughs> Let's try. Get, Make some waves. Get your get some, act some headlines. Let's try. <laughs> Tell us to get our act together. Get your act together. <laughs> Jerry sounded real tired, though. And he said, I've been traveling all night. He sounded real tired and just not in the mood for your nonsense today. How many other owners of professional sports teams have like a regular radio spot? He does a weekly radio spot. Is the Jerry Jones show? Does, does Mark Cuban do a show? I don't think so. Aside from so. Shark Tank? I don't think so, no. You know, like that is weird. The Wills don't do a show. Glenn oh, Taylor. No. I mean, Glenn Taylor. I guess the Scoop Podcast. Yeah, that's become a show. <laughs> so, did, so when, when the, the Wolves played the Mavs a couple nights ago, did I see this right? During almost every Mavs timeout, Mark Cuban gets up from his courtside seat and like joins the uh, Mavs. He's in the huddle. Is he? He was like right outside game, of it. I, I guess I didn't notice that. He was outside of it every single time. Huh. He like go, saunters over there during hey, timeouts, and you can, I guess, but it just seems sort of it'd be like if Glenn, when you're the boss, who you sits can. right by the bench. But if Glenn uh, got up during Ryan's timeouts and just started like, hey, what's going on? Speaking of uh, people ready for a fight, uh, have you guys seen Andy Ruiz Jr.? He's the guy who beat Anthony Joshua a few months ago. Heavy set, dude. We talked about it a little bit today on, on Score North Live. I brought up this story, and we now have an update to this story. So he was 
He was like two, in like mid two sixties the last time that these two fought, and he landed a haymaker, and knocked out Anthony Joshua, who's like chiseled. He's built like a Greek god. And everybody's like, "Oh my god!" Like this chunky dude just knocked out this Greek god, myself included. I've said before, I like seeing big boys do big things in the world of sports, and that was a moment for big boys. Well, he was supposed to come into this fight at two sixty eight. Weigh in was this morning. He came in. At 283.7 pounds, while Josh was going to come in at 237 pounds. Wow. So, like I said, I brought this up on Score North Live today. We hadn't heard from from Ruiz yet. This is his explanation. They made us wait until 4.30, almost 5 p.m. here. I already had a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I had on a sombrero and all my clothes. A lot of people are saying that I came in overweight or this and that. We had to wait so long. I probably put on like 10 pounds just eating and drinking normally today. What? Who puts on 10 There's pounds no way. just eating and drinking That's normally? Possible, that is, is not possible. No, no way. What's in- the most that you could possibly put on during the course of, of a day if you had your clothes on, the water weight that goes with it? A full day? Yeah. I wouldn't even think that Couple you put pounds. on. I wouldn't even think you put on ten pounds on Thanksgiving I don't know. Day. I think there are so there are mixed martial artists and there are wrestlers too, if you like like amateur wrestlers. Mm-hmm. That their whole life is making, making a weight, weight, right? Yeah, but you don't have to do that when you're a heavyweight, do you? But what happens, like, I've seen it, and I I wish I could name a specific example, but I've seen it where, like, in a mixed martial arts fight or in a wrestling uh, bout, maybe even this happens in boxing sometimes, is you'll, you'll like, you'll cut weight to get to a certain, to get to, you know, uh, 175 or something. Right. And then the next 24 hours, these dudes gain like 15 pounds. Oh, yeah, because they dehydrate themselves. They don't eat for like 24 hours. Their body is like totally emptied out. Yeah, that's I've but you don't have to do that when you're a heavyweight. There's no weight to make when you're a heavyweight, is there? You just have to make it's just a technicality. The weight is just a technicality when you're a heavyweight. Is there a minimum weight for it? I think there's a minimum, isn't it? There's a minimum, but are you, like, is Andy Ruiz worried he's not <laughs> no, making he's the not. minimum? Well, what's the, no, isn't there, but isn't there a super heavyweight division too, or did they get rid of that? Is there? I don't know. I thought there was a super heavyweight division, but maybe there's just no fighters in it. So there's like, no way this dude put on ten pounds in one day. Just, I'm in the really fat division, and he's and <laughs> I'm and fighting no, in the really fat division. Okay, let's go. Notice he said eating and drinking normally. Like what you're talking about is not normal. These guys purge themselves, get down to weight, deho- like sweat out every drop of water that's in their body that doesn't get out in other ways, and then they and then they binge afterwards. He didn't say he binged. He didn't say I got down to weight and then binge today. And put on 10 pounds. He said, I put on 10 pounds just eating and drinking normally, plus my sombrero and poncho. But for that guy, well, eating, honestly, dude, lot. eating normally for that guy is probably like four pizzas. It's like the Michael Phelps diet, except with without the cardio. There. How much does a sombrero and a poncho weigh, too? That's a, that's another question I have among all this. Poncho's probably 25 pounds. A poncho. <laughs> Oh, so he's I've like two forty. He's probably like two forty. Yeah, it's, it's a sandbag between the, poncho, between the food, the water, the poncho, the sombrero. He's probably like a legit two forty. Is this fight a big deal uh, in boxing? In a I boxing don't follow sense, boxing. It's a huge point. deal in a boxing sense. I mean, it's like Anthony Joshua. Now that's because uh, who's the uh, who's the big uh, Deontay Wilder? Right. Uh, well, no? he's yes, his, but okay. I'm talking, who, who's the in terms of uh, Tyson Fury went to the WWE. So there's in terms of like fighters that are top of their game and uh, still in action. Like, Anthony Joshua was a huge name until he lost this fight, right? I'm yeah. not going to pretend to know a ton about boxing, but yeah. um, it's it's a huge fight within the context of boxing, which obviously boxing is not as huge 
at he- all anymore. Heavyweight division fights, are they still... They, they used to be the biggest of big deals. Are they still a huge deal? They're not right now. I wouldn't rule out that, that it could be, again, if like a, a generational talent came along, like another Tyson or Ali. Sure. I think people would have interest in heavyweight fights if a guy like that came around. Is sure. this a pay-per-view fight? I think so. Yes, See, it is. I just don't know much about the, it. The crazy thing about boxing now is the only time you get that full national attention on a boxing match is if a Conor McGregor decides that he Correct. wants to fight a boxing match, right? And yep. I, I think there's another... I feel like there was another... Uh, instance of like a top mixed martial artist saying i'll go and was it uh i don't remember who it was but like that's where boxing's at right now ufc has passed it and i don't know i, I if, if you're if you're a fighter at this point you're probably going like if you're an 18 year old fighter you're probably going the route of mixed martial arts over boxing right there's just not a lot of dudes that are yeah, saying i'm gonna throw hands when that's, I'm 17 that's where they're losing old. that's where they're losing a lot i of love that term by the way though throwing throw hands, hands. Throw hands yeah. is a great you term. Don't want these hands hey real quick i just had a i just had an epiphany <laughs> An, right, an, an aha moment. New athlete challenge. Got that. Can any of us put on 10 pounds just eating and drinking for one day? Wow. <laughs> like Andy Ruiz. Wow. Huh? <laughs> Who's in? No thanks. Who's in? Wow. You're excited for this. <laughs> okay, I don't think we could call it an athlete challenge. <laughs> I mean, he's an athlete. He's a pro athlete. He put on 10 pounds in one day just eating and drinking normally, allegedly. Yeah, I'm not buying what he's selling, by the way. Who's in? Who wants in on this? Not no, me. No, no, no. I'm not doing it alone. You're alone. No, I'm not like... doing this alone. I need somebody else Your with Your excitement, me. you know what? Go for it, Rami. <laughs> I think, Rami, you know what? You might excel. <laughs> We're going to change the meaning of make weight. <laughs> Would there be would there be a wait at which point in time that the boxing commission would be like, dude, this is not gonna be a good idea. You're just too fat to fight. <laughs> hey, Bryant McKinney showed up at training camp too and, and his cholesterol his cholesterol was so high that they wouldn't allow him to practice. Really? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to take a physical before yeah. you have to get approved to fight. So right. there's definitely a physical aspect. Because his cholesterol could be through the roof. Okay, ask this ask the same question, uh, Judd, that you just asked us to someone who actually follows boxing, Patrick Ricey here. It, about the fight in the yes. interest. Is this a big fight that's coming up on what, Saturday night? Yes. Uh heavyweight fight. I didn't even know about it. It's the rematch with the big fat guy and uh, Joshua. Yes. I, I wouldn't say so. No. I, okay. I, I have no interest in it. The heavyweights to me are uh, the modern heavyweight doesn't do much for me. The 270-pound lug in there throwing punches. Uh, you know, I grew up in an area era when your heavyweights weighed 195. <laughs> wow. And, uh, you know, Muhammad was a big heavyweight that went to... 20, 225, maybe at his max. Joe Fraser was, what Joe Fraser weigh? 200 max? 195 maybe? 200? So, uh, you know, those guys could fight. I don't like the big lugs. I mean, once in a while they land a punch. But, uh, okay, plus I get my clips goes mixed up. I don't know which one's which. So, uh, that one, that Are they still fighting? Me too. I don't think so. I think they quit. Pat, is but, there uh, is there I, is there a limit in the heavyweight division? Like, can you, can you be overweight in the heavyweight division? I don't. I heard you talking about that guy. Where's the two eighty three? Yeah, he's two eighty three. Put on ten pounds a, today. Yeah, there is a. Uh, I mean, the, I don't think there was ever any kind of a limit. You know, there were some great big olds who fought for the title uh, at times. Jim Beatty, I wrote a piece about him uh, a while back. You know, he was six foot nine and two sixty or something, something like that. So I don't think there is. But uh, you know what? Uh, I, I certainly don't follow it as closely as I used to. We were talking the other day about uh, 
you know, all the time. I was talking a couple of days ago with somebody about how we used to go out to Vegas, the St. Paul, Minneapolis papers. We used to go out to Vegas and cover fights. You know, it was, uh, it was routine. I went out to see Aaron Pryor fight. I saw a whale fight out there. I saw, uh, you know, Tyson two, three times. Uh, we used to go out and cover fights, uh, routinely now. And, uh, let's face it, the, uh, the, uh, the worst thing that ever happened to boxing was having uh, four or five different uh, organizations yeah. crowning champions. Because uh, you know, back in the day when you had uh, ten world champions, that was fun because you knew who was who. But uh, now there's fifty of them, and you got to get your initials straight. And but uh, you know, there were it used to be suggestions that boxing had a little. Uh, criminal element to it, but I'm sure that doesn't exist anymore with all these organizations we have now. I'm sure nobody gets bribed for a fight or anything like that anymore. Uh, Pat, Michael Pineda, two years, $20 million. Your favorite guy, back with the Twins. Well, uh, I think uh, people say, why the heck this happened? It happened when Zach Wheeler turned $100 million, is what I guess. Uh, they maybe are going to bring him back anyway, but uh, this is like they, I think this was an act of desperation. Uh, they, uh, I guess if they can uh, look in the mirror and say to themselves that it was an accident, that he uh, took a masking agent, uh, and, uh, you know, if, if they can tell themselves that lie, uh, that he wasn't trying to cheat, then uh, good for them. They, you may, I guess you take that shot, and then that's the, that's the narrative you get out there. I don't buy it, but, uh, you know, that's, that's what they've decided to go with. I don't think they had, uh, you know, with, with the bump garden and stakes getting so high, I don't know what other options they had, really. Uh, you're going to get, those are the type of guys you're going to get now. Is this, you know, wouldn't it be something if uh, he actually, uh, you know, used this off season and then those extra, uh, uh, that extra first fourth of the season to get in shape? That'd be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> to, uh, you know, get himself down there to about uh, 290 instead of 330. That would be, uh, you know, that would probably, uh, that I'd be a little more optimistic about him uh, going more than five and a third, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess they had no choice. It is interesting. I heard Jed talking about trading. Uh, uh, Eddie, did you see, they're, they're one of the teams bidding for the uh, left-handed hitting Japanese power hitter who's, uh, Apparently a butcher in the field, but uh, so he could replace Eddie. But uh, uh, the uh, with, with with the fine track record the Twins have had with Asian sluggers, that had worked pretty well, don't you think? Or Asian players? That yeah, we talked well. about that. I wouldn't trust that one. No, and I don't know. You know, I, I got to tell you this though. I was the other day. I was listening about a week ago. I was listening to the MLB. Uh, radio network uh, uh, in, in my car, and they were interviewing uh, Alex Avila. And he came off as really sharp about catching, because you've always thought about him as a, you know, just a guy who stands up there and hits a home run once in a while and, uh, and not that good of a defensive catcher. But he came off as uh, very bright talking about catching, and I thought, hey, maybe this would be a guy that'll sign if they don't sign if they don't bring Castro back, left-handed hitter, he can play 50 games, uh, 60 games, and hit a few home runs. He only hit 207 last year, but uh, you know they don't care as long as he hits, uh, as long as he hits 12, 14 home runs, they don't care. So I, I don't have any trouble with that signing as the backup catcher. Should I float my? Uh, should I float my 
Trade idea by Pat. Well, not, Pat threw the Matt yeah, Chapman idea by us. Not without playing the Reckless Speculation sounder. All right. Play it on me. Uh, reckless Speculation. By the way, this isn't my idea at all. It's uh, Jake DePew, our buddy from scorenorth.com, texting Oh, yeah, throw him under the bus. <laughs> I'm stealing it. Way to go. Yeah, But I agree with it. It's an interesting one. All right, Pat. Would you trade Royce Lewis, Alex Kirilov, and two pitching prospects, including uh, Belazovic, for Francisco Lindor and Corey Kluber? No. Reckless I speculation. I don't trust uh, Kluber, but... Uh... And I, I got to sign Kluber at the end of the year, too, right? So I mean, I have he's, to, got one, he's got one year left. He's yeah, got one year left. Yeah. 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 Lindor's got two. Man, Lindor's got two. I love Lindor, but he's going to be a $300 million player. Uh, it, you know, you got to know you're going to sign him. But, yeah, uh, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. It's, uh, you know, unless I thought I was going to win the World Series next year. That's, that's you know. Uh, and and you don't know, is, you know, Clover's now hasn't been healthy two years in a row, so uh, I, I don't think I'd do it. No, I, I, but I certainly uh, give uh, Jake uh, credit for uh, thinking, but I just don't think I'd do it. Somebody else floated the same type of trade, but for Nolan Arenado and John Gray in Colorado. If you can get Arenado, man, Arenado, Arenado's got what two years left or just one. I believe he has two years left. Didn't they sign him? Oh, maybe they did. Did they sign him? I don't think you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. He signed a. You're right. He signed a seven-year contract extension. My bad. That would interest me more. That would interest me yeah. more. I would probably. Uh, I would probably do that one. I would probably do that one. Yeah. Isn't this fun? I, See, know, Pat, this is fun. Pitching prospects. Pitching prospects do nothing for me. You know, but the guys who boy, he ripped it up at Double A. That doesn't. Uh, it doesn't do much for me. Yeah. Yeah. I still see these dummies, though, that they're uh, saying, well, now they got Pineda, and uh, they got their listing, their rotation, and they have still have Gratterall in the rotation. They're going to have Gratterall in the rotation next year. He picks 50 out of this year. He's not in the rotation, <laughs> yeah. okay, dummies? He's not going to be in the rotation. So now maybe you could just say, hey, we want you to pitch two months while we're waiting, we're waiting for Canada, and then you're done for the year. You know? So, you know, make, make, make us, uh, give us ten starts while we're waiting for Canada to come off the deal. Yeah. Uh, I think the Vikings are going to run into a uh, roadblock at all with a third-string quarterback against the Lions this weekend? No, God knows. The Lions are terrible. They're, uh, I wouldn't worry about them at all. You know, I, I had a lot of re- um, respect for Sage Rosenfels. I always enjoyed listening to him, but he damn near caused me to have a car wreck yesterday when he said that uh, the Lions are a very good team. It's something like that. It's a terrific team, or a very good team, and because uh, they've had some close losses. Uh, okay, good enough. Uh, they're, they're the Lions. They're, they stink, okay? That's what they do. That's their pedigree. That's the, that's the point that's of their existence. Lot in life. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's why that's why the uh, that's why they exist to have other teams in the uh, North Division or the Central Division or wherever it is enjoy at least a couple of victories every year. Yep. All I as I say, but as I've always said, Brad Childers, Mike Tice, Detroit Lions 
16 and 1. That's all you got to know. 16 Uh, and 1. All right, Pat, we will catch you on Monday. See ya. All right. See you, Jensen. That is wrapping with Royce here on Mackie. I agree with him on the Lions. With a third string quarterback, yes. The Lions don't worry me. If Matt Stafford's playing. It's not a gimme. I told and you just, the Chargers do. That narrative, that narrative of well, they've lost, they've lost a lot of games, but a lot of them have been close. That's that's every team that loses a lot of games in the NFL. Nobody's getting blown out every week. There isn't a team that's getting blown out every week. Every team that's bad right now probably have a bunch of games that they lost by one or two scores. Yeah. I just love the fact that Patrick Royce has jumped on the reckless speculation bandwagon after for years doing everything he could to. Either downplay it or avoid it completely. Yeah, life, life's, life is better when you recklessly speculate. It really is. There's you a know? freedom to it that's just so great. And every once in a while, something sort of comes true, and then you're justified. You're justified in your reckless speculation. See, and I don't know. See, he has sort of written off. Pat's theory is, well, they signed Michael Pineda because they lost out on Zach Wheeler, and they're no longer going for a big I'm not accepting that. Let's make that very clear. I agree. I I'm not accepting that. I don't think this means that they're out on Madison Bumgarner. I'm not reporting that. I'm just, I don't think that's, I, honestly, if they were to have just said, right now, before the winter meetings, if they were to have said, well, uh, not, not going to be able to get one of these other awesome pitchers, so we're just going to sign Michael Pineda. And, that can't be it. No. That can't be it. Like I said. I'm thinking they've, they've signed him to plug him in the four spot in the rotation. And there, if that was the case, the the reception to that would be so toxic. Oh, God, yeah. Can you imagine if they come back and say, yeah, Barrios is our one, and uh, yeah, Panetta's just going to fill a great spot, in the, and that's it. No. You you can't do something to appease the fans, but you're going to get a lot of people throwing back at you what you said at Twins Fest last year. I've said this already on the show. You're going to get a lot of people throwing back in your face, Thad Levine, when you said that we're going to wait for when the window is open and we find the right guy at the right time before we strike in free agency. There's not a Twins fan alive right now who doesn't think that this is that the window is open and making a big move would put you in really, really prime position. If you don't follow through on that promise or, or that, that philosophy that you laid out, Twins fans don't forget that. Well, and not just fans, your clubhouse. If I'm playing for that team, right. and I walk in in Fort Myers, and they're like, hey, welcome back, not much has changed, I'm going to be like, why? If I'm a player there, if I'm, Nelson Cruz is what, going to be 41? Yeah, but they also, I mean, I will counter that by saying, they know they think they're a really good team, because they sure. won 100 games, sure. and so it's it's not like they're, Oh man, if we don't add someone, we're going to be screwed. But it would be mildly annoying if they didn't. Yeah, but I wouldn't. If you don't add someone of significance, you're not a World Series team, in my opinion. Yeah. We think that. They might not, but I agree with you. Well, they should listen to us. That's they why should. we're here. And they can. On demand, too. Mackie exactly. and Jeff Rami. Anytime, anywhere. Yep. For free, too. Uh, by the way, thank you to everyone who gave us a five-star review on iTunes this week. It helps boost the visibility of our show. Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app. Three great places to listen to Mackie and Jeff with Rami on demand. Have a good weekend. We'll see you Monday.